Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Today, we kick off a brand new sermon series titled, Hypocrites and the Highway to God. Each and every week this month, we are going to examine a key characteristic of a hypocrite, but we're also going to examine a way for us to continue and deepen our faith journey. And so hypocrites and the highway to God, but today for our time together, we're going to examine the instant prayer life of a hypocrite. As a child, I love playing cops and robbers. On occasions, I would impersonate a soldier on a battlefield, where in both cases, I always found myself victorious. I pretended to be stronger, faster, wiser, and greater than any of my imaginary adversaries who found themselves inside my creative environment. In my vivid imagination, there would always be a parade after my victory that happened right downtown and I could imagine myself wearing cool clothes, having a bunch of people holler my name, Josh, 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 and I would be in my Corvette with the top down with my aviator sunglasses on, waving at them saying, thank you for coming. My imaginary battles, my imaginary friends, my imaginary victories and my real life aviators were all a part of the pretending game that I loved to play as a child. Sadly, many of us find ourselves continuing to play this dangerous game of pretend, where we create imaginary success picture imaginary friends and live lives full of half-truths. We find ourselves overweighed by daily pride while attempting to worship God. But sometimes our bad habit of pretending can blanket and cover our lives and transform us into hypocrites. Friends, is this harsh? No, it's just the truth. Friends, a hypocrite can be defined as the practice of professing beliefs, feelings, or virtues that one does not hold nor possess. This game of pretend is a game that in some way, all of us are guilty of playing. We pretend that everything is fine when inside we are fighting secret battles. We pretend that life is great as we are worried about health concerns individually. We pretend that problems don't exist for us publicly, but privately we toss and turn all night losing sleep. We may not desire to admit it, but we all have some hypocritical tendencies that have taken root inside each and every one of us. Please, my friends, don't allow this hypocrite type language to make you say, I'm not watching that series of all together this month. I want you to know that Paul told us in Romans chapter three that we all fall short. None of us are perfect, but what we will find out today 
is that even in our imperfection, God is right there encouraging us to get ourselves on the highway to God to deepen our relationship with God. And so we find this to be true in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 6. And so let me tell you what's going on in the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew is named after the Jesus follower, Matthew. Duh, right? Ha, but I bet you did not know that Matthew also had another name and his name was Levi. Mm -hmm. Matthew was a tax collector, but was extremely joyful and excited. I'm talking peacock proud and hippopotamus happy. He was over the moon excited when he got the chance to meet Jesus, so much so that he gave up his job as a tax collector and followed Jesus full time. Matthew is speaking to a Jewish audience, which is why in the book of Matthew, you will notice that Matthew uses so many Old Testament references because he wants this audience to recognize and realize that God was not lying. Jesus is telling the truth. And yet in the sixth chapter of Matthew, we catch Jesus preaching no need for a pulpit because his words are profound. Jesus is preaching his famous sermon on the Mount and he's teaching these believers how to pray. Today, however, we want focus, we, we're not gonna focus on the method of prayer. We will focus on what prayer is not. And I wanna dispel some myths from the outset. Jesus is not a cosmic genie that we run to for three wishes. Jesus is not Santa Claus that binds himself only to our list of wants. But Jesus is in fact the son of the living God. Jesus desires that all of us mature and live in such a way that pleases God. And so hypocrites and the highway to God, how do we get to the highway? Well, listen to Jesus's words in Matthew chapter six, verse five. Jesus says, when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward in full. As we fight an internal battle of the hypocritical tendencies that are or have taken root inside of us, catch this truth. The truth is, Instant gratification is not the equivalent of eternal fulfillment. Our world and minds have grown accustomed to what we know as instant gratification. We crave instant gratification and in many instances, we believe we need instant gratification. Face it friends, if we're truthful today, we are addicted to instant gratification. In fact, it's all around us. Think about it. We don't have to wait any longer for a stove to warm up and then wait for that same stove to warm up our leftovers from yesterday. No, we just take our plate of leftovers, put it in the microwave, and in seconds, we have hot food. We no longer have to write letters to friends who live out of state in a way of communication with them. We now just pick up our phones and use FaceTime or WhatsApp and we can talk to people next door, out of the country, or down the street. It is great that we have become more efficient. However, in our desire for fulfillment right now, waiting 
has become foreign to us. Waiting is viewed as punishment. In fact, waiting in many instances can actually help us and develop us. It should not be foreign. So in Matthew chapter 6 verse 5, Jesus is sharing that in our prayer life, we must shed our addiction to instant gratification and our addiction for attention and focus on honoring and pleasing God. Jesus in his divine way is saying that hypocrites love to stand in large gatherings of people and pray. Why? Because they want to be seen, they want to be praised, and they want this immediately by others. Then Jesus says, and when they do this, I hope they get exactly what they want because that right there is the fullness of their reward. Jesus is asking us today to let go of our need for instant gratification all of the time and focus on how we may live in such a way that pleases God. Friends, there's nothing wrong with microwaves or FaceTime. I actually tend to use them both quite frequently myself. But there is an issue in us desiring that God work, shape, mold, and form our life in the exact manner we desire it when we desire it. So Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 verse 5 is telling us this, great things come to those who wait. The religious leaders of this time, they desired to gain society's attention immediately. And one attention grabber that they could take hold to and use in their favor was to pray in public. People would listen to their elegant and profound rhetoric and say, wow, those people have it all together. Sadly, these religious leaders received public praise, but God was not moved. God was and is not fond of public or private in authentic communication with him. God desires authentic communication. Self-righteousness and any other agenda other than authentic communication to God is not at the heartbeat of God. Which is why if we hit the rewind button on Jesus's sermon in the first verse of chapter six, Jesus says, beware of practicing your righteousness before others in order to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your father who is in heaven. Instant gratification is not the equivalent to eternal fulfillment, which means that we can have the approval of people and not have the approval of God. We can have the praises of an environment and still not have the approval of the everlasting father. Friends, we can be liked or loved by many and still find ourselves functioning outside of the desired manner that God wants for us. Don't allow instant satisfaction. Don't allow instant gratification to be the metric of if you have pleased God or not. I know this is hard. This is a hard pill to swallow. But I promise it's fair because sometimes we as people desire acceptance and approval so much that we will do just about anything to do it or have it. But seeking to please people rather than seeking to please God, this right here is what makes us a hypocrite. God is not second. God is always first. So remember today, instant gratification is not the equivalent to eternal fulfillment. A smile from God is far better than a smile from others. Jesus here is sharing with us that there's no problem with public prayer, 
but we should not have to wait for an audience to speak to God. Prayer should happen publicly and privately. Our prayer life should indicate an authentic, loving, vibrant, and constant relationship with God whom we speak to often. So friends, we've seen that instant gratification is not equal to eternal fulfillment, but yet in verse six, Jesus tells us this great message and it's this, private devotion connects to public blessings. Listen to Jesus's words. He says in verse six, but you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Here in verse six, Jesus is challenging believers past and present to have private devotional lives with God. But he's also speaking about personal individual spaces. Now, as we read verse six, Jesus is saying that every believer needs time where it's simply you and God. Every believer needs time where it is no distraction, no detour, no business, no previous engagement, no cell phone ringing, no social media having, no one but you and God. Yes, Jesus is speaking of a quiet, personal, physical place, but Jesus is also speaking of a quiet, personal inner space. This inner space where no thoughts or agendas are roaming around your mind in the moment, but yet it's just you talking and listening to God. The hypocritical religious leaders of this day would pray in public so that they could be seen. They wanted to be praised by an audience immediately. They did this simply for show, for admiration. If we are not careful, we can fall into the trap of pretending to be devoted to God while never actually spending any authentic time with God. The question I pose to you right now is this. Do you pray in public while God never hears from you in private? If you find yourself praying for show and embodying this hypocritical practice, please hear me right now. Here's the remedy. Stop. God wants to hear from you. And God wants to talk to you. God doesn't want any of us to pretend he wants an authentic relationship with you. So, more than the placement of prayer, you know what Jesus is asking from each and every one of us? He's asking us to examine our motives. He's asking us to find out and ask, hey, why do you do what you do? So do you only pray to God for what God can give you? Do you view God as a cosmic genie who operates by your command? Or do you pray and worship God for who God is? See, God through Jesus in this text is asking us to examine our motives and to commit to private devotion with him. And when we spend intimate time in private devotion, it always leads to public blessings. But don't take my word for it. Just go to Matthew deeper into this book and look at the 26th chapter, verses 36 through 39, and you're going to see Jesus model private devotion. Jesus is bothered at the moment. He's anxious at the moment about his upcoming substitutionary death as he was about to die for all of the sins of humanity. And yet Jesus and his disciples are inside the Garden of Gethsemane. 
And immediately before they can get deep into the garden, Jesus says to his disciples, why don't you stay right here while I go over here and talk to God? Jesus separates himself and from everybody so he can privately speak to God. And he's candid with God. He's authentic with God. He says, God, listen, this is going to be horrible. God, listen, this is going to be crazy. God, listen, this isn't going to feel good. If there is any other way for this to take place, please give it to me now. Gruesome was this trip. Cruel and unusual punishment did occur. As Jesus hung on the cross, he not only had private devotion in the garden, but he had public devotion on the cross as he cried out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He had public devotion as he said, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. He had public devotion as he kept crying out to God. Did he die? Yes. But yes, he died in devotion to God. And three days later, God blessed Jesus and humanity by raising and resurrecting Jesus from the dead. Friends, don't allow the familiar story to make you miss the present blessing because Jesus is preaching to all of us at this moment, sharing that literally we need to learn how to wait on God. <laughs> that even in the midst of pain, we can't want a quick fix because God may be working a long-term circumstance in our favor. And so my friends, I wanna ask you, what is God causing you to wait on? Are you being faithful in your waiting? Because waiting could unlock the blessing or withhold the blessing from you. What is hindering you that while you're waiting, you can be intimate with God? What's hindering your intimacy with God? What is hindering you from allowing God to hear the E Hollywood true story of your life? My brother and sister, I want you to understand that nobody can care or provide for you the way Jesus will. Jesus is preaching a very challenging word to all of us. And that word is cut off your addiction to instant gratification. For every moment you believe that prayer or God is obligated to work on your timetable, you are furthering the agenda of a hypocrite. So what will you be? Will you be a believer who expects instant gratification and when you don't get it, you throw in the towel? Or Will you honor God? Will you wait? Will you trust? Not a quick fix, but the deliverer who can provide in many ways that you don't even know. Our goal above all is to hear God one day say, well done. But we won't get that by just seeking the appraise of everybody else. We won't get that by seeking a quick fix. We will gain this not being a hypocrite, but following the highway to God, which means sometimes we have to wait. Friends, we're waiting right now. Some for racial justice, some for racial reconciliation, and even for this pandemic to fully end. We're waiting right now for us to, follow, to really just learn how to live together. But that doesn't mean we throw in the towel. It means that we have hope that God is working everything out. 
And so, my friends, if you don't have a personal relationship with God, friends, there's no time like the present. Because waiting is frustrating. Waiting is sometimes painful. But when you know God, through Jesus, you have a companion that walks with you in your waiting. So even virtually today, if you don't know Christ, you can open up your heart to Christ right now. Just repeat this prayer after me. I admit that I'm a sinner in need of God's love. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. And I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, let us know about it. If you're in need of any type of prayer, email us at altogether at spdl.org. Friends, I want you to know you're not in this alone, but things don't always happen instantly. Sometimes we have to wait. And our together takeaway is simply this, true fulfillment is the product of authentic devotion to God. We're fulfilled as we find our identity and who we are in devotion to God. Friends, it's my pleasure to be with you even outside on a good Sunday, but I want you to know God is with you. We're praying for you. And if by chance you desire to sow into this ministry, feel free to go to spdl.org and the giving option is there. True fulfillment happens when we are authentically devoted to God. Thanks for worshiping and have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.